some of the feedback that I've gotten is y'all don't like the standard um, opening. Y'all like when I just bust into the room and start talking to y'all. Like y'all sitting over there minding y'all business. I just bust into the room and continue a conversation that we were having three months ago. Yeah, that's what I be doing. So what y'all doing? You, If you new here, hi, I'm Jen. If your friend brought you here, was like, listen to this podcast. This girl be talking about some stuff. She low-key funny. Um, you And you listen to a couple episodes of, like, old episodes. You may have known me as the Follow Cool Whisper. Either way, you're here. We here. Welcome to the Ball-Headed Chronicles, a podcast dedicated to becoming friends with fear and kicking it with anxiety. Here, we make major changes in our lives with just small steps every day. So if you're here for that, then stay. If not, catch me when I'm doing something else, okay? This is season five, episode nine, the season finale. And I have been having guests on the show, getting collaborating with people and getting guests and and getting the the calendar together can be challenging for me because I do a lot of stuff and the fact that these people found time in their schedules and and coordinated with me to bring this this content to you all is just it just brings me so much joy and I didn't want to say it that way but it it really does make me happy to be able to share this content and share these people in my community that I find so awesome with you guys and and just sharing I love to share with you all um in this way and this next guest is she's somebody that I hold near and dear to my heart I I adore this lady um, she is one of my fellow ballhead aunties and one of my colleagues in the counseling profession. I will allow her to introduce her to yourself, but Liz, you have the floor. Hello, hello. First of all, thank you for inviting me. This is so cool. And um, you are just such a light. So I just wanted to put that out there. Thank you. You are welcome. Um, but who am I? Um, like she said, I'm everybody's favorite auntie. Uh, I'm the rich auntie to the bougie when they come through, <laughs> sprinkle the gift for Christmas and check out. But no, <laughs> I <laughs> that's I the one. <laughs> Listen, this is just me. Um, I'm a counselor in training, but I come with over 10 years of just professional experience and then just life like um this is my natural gift and ability um to just create safe spaces for people and so I just want to be a resource and a bridge while I'm here while I got breath in my body I done did some of everything I done been a bus driver I done been an STNA I done worked for the drug court um and now here I am trying to get my uh, legal paperwork so I can come out here and help y'all and get paid. Okay. <laughs> so, that's me. <laughs> now, Liz, we've talked um, in our private conversations about kind of why you started this journey. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk a little more about what you plan to specialize in. Yes. 
So I have recently developed an interest in grief work. Mm-hmm. I also am interested in trauma therapy and um, EMDR, which is specific to trauma. Um, so that's kind of where I'm gravitating towards. But I also just like, you know, if you need help just unraveling your thoughts, I thrive there as well. But um, those are some areas I'm kind of looking into as far as getting um, just some training, some specific training. So. And what made you lean towards those areas a little closer? Because there's so many avenues. It really is. <laughs> um <laughs> I think that just personal life experiences, I think that people often um, can receive the information a little bit better if you have some personal experience yourself. And I don't mind, you know, sharing some of my story. I have experienced grief like the next person. I've lost my father. I lost my grandmother. I cared for both of them before they passed. Um, I have also had a miscarriage and lost a son. So it's just um, something that's near and dear to my heart. I like to provide just education and also just a listening ear and for somebody to be able to say, I understand and recognize that kind of pain and I want to help you walk through it. So that's important. I understand and recognize that kind of pain and I want to help you walk through it. Those are some very powerful, powerful words. A lot of times, us as black women, we are seen as like this rock and we're supposed to be able to endure and take on so much. And Mm -hmm. some people may thrive in that environment, but other people don't. And because we have been conditioned to not speak up, Mm -hmm. it's challenging or it's, it's refreshing when you hear someone say, I'll walk through this with you. That is, that's huge. And Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. Um, man, that was so good. That was so good, Liz. I don't even know what to say after that. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more from Liz. And we're back from Auntie Liz from down the street. Um, (laughs) We kind of talked about the direction that you want to go when you are out here in your practice. So on my show, I kind of talk about spirituality. I was born, well, not born. I was raised Baptist. And, Uh you know, like I... I still believe in God and I still, um, you know, believe in other things. So mm-hmm. how do you, as a woman of faith, look mm-hmm. at um, your spirituality in conjunction with your counseling profession? Um, how do I handle both? So I'll just say that I think that Um, for whatever reason, people feel like they can't have God and therapy, um, that they're kind of opposite. But I don't believe that to be so. I think that God has naturally given us everything that we need. But I also think that he has left um, tools in the earth, um, which can be people, they can be, you know, whatever. But I think that um, he was kind enough to give us these gifting so that we can help each other. 
Um, and so I feel like since I was little, like people would tell me that business, I was a peacemaker as a child, you know? And so there's something to that. And so I too was raised in the church. I was raised Baptist, but I feel like as an adult and even with my different experiences um, with attending different denominations and just going to different churches and being kind of all over in that way, um, I've kind of um, gone through the process of being unchurched and having a true connection with God mm -hmm. um, and just tapping into my spirituality and my beliefs. And um, that in itself, when you look at who Christ was and you see how he helped people, how he was there with people who didn't look like him or with people who, who others thought that he shouldn't have been connected to, um, it just makes me think of me in a small way. Because, you know, um, we try to separate ourselves from the things that hurt us and from the places that, um, you know, where icky things go on or where people just ain't right. But those people need help, too. Mm -hmm. And so I think that just walking in my spiritual journey and seeing that people are out here hurting, that um, they need a word of encouragement. They also need tools and they need to know how to tap into themselves um, and to the God that is in them, that is with them daily. Um, that we have to get that message out there that you can't have Christ and you can't have therapy. And I also think that um, just because I'm a Christian or just because you might not be a Christian, we still can help each other. Mm -hmm. um, I think that um, just like God can use me, he can use anybody. He can use anything and he can use any situation. And so we just have to be open-minded and um I guess I just try to remind myself, especially if somebody does not have my same beliefs, that I can table that but still bring something to the table, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, I don't have to convert you to help you. Um, but it's the God in me that gives me the, you know, the will to want to come out and help. So, yes. I'm glad you said that. I noticed when I was going through my training, um, one of our questions to like exit. The, the training are uh, not questions like assignments. <clears throat> we had to think about how we would counsel someone of a different denomination or a different faith and how counter transference could play a part in that. So like knowing when to refer someone out, like what are your thoughts on counter transference and could you explain what counter transference is to the people? I, um, well, counter-transference is when um, you try to impose what you believe on somebody else. It's you rubbing your stuff off on them, and that's not how it's supposed to go, basically. Um, I think that it just boils down to us being human. Mm -hmm. And so if you come into the session with the thought that this is for whatever reason they are here and they are seeking help. It's not about what they believe. It's not about, you know, who's who you feel is right or wrong. It's just helping this other human being. I think that you can be able to do that without saying you have to be a Christian in order for me to help you. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think that's of God, you know, and that may be a bold statement of me to say, but I don't think that God would say you don't get to help those people because they don't believe like you. Um, I think it's easier said than done when we stop thinking so high of ourselves, um, because I don't think it's a matter of you're right and I'm wrong. We all trying to figure it out. And so 
and me trying to figure it out and knowing that I be jacked up most of the time. <laughs> um, who am I to judge the next person? So if I can think like that, then I can show what I believe and just come to the table and try to help in the best way that I can. So Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So another question that I've been asking all of my guests is um, because you are in this helping profession and you're always pouring out, what do you do to pour back into yourself? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like us therapists and social workers and anybody in the helping field we know how to pour out very well, but refilling is hard. Um, and we be out here running on fumes. But <laughs> um, I guess I kind of, I have my moments where I step back because I do have so much on my plate and I am a natural, I want to problem solve, I want to help. I have to take time for me. So I have to be intentional with that. I have to be intentional with getting off my phone. I have to be intentional with okay, today is not a day that I can, you know, be texting or on Facebook and Instagram. I kind of need a brain break. You know what I'm saying? Um, I need to, you know, cut off conversations because all I do is talk. (laughs) You know, that's literally my job. So it's like when I'm intentional and doing things like that or, you know, buying myself something nice or checking in with myself because I still have life going on too. So when different stuff rubs on me, I just... um, take a step back and, you know, do something that will help me so that I'm not, you know, out here running on fumes because it's real easy. (laughs) It's so easy. Now, with that being said, can we talk about counselors seeing counselors and how that is important? Yes. We need, we need to run a campaign for that (laughs) because every therapist needs a therapist. Because we, you know, you're talking about taking on somebody else's trauma, the secondary trauma, listening to these things all day, day in and day out, taking on these emotions, trying to help them solve the problem without solving the problem for them because they can't cling to you forever. Um, It's a lot. On top of that's just your job. Then you're not talking about your own personal life, your family issues, relationship issues, whatever else you may be dealing with. Um... We need to run that campaign. Therapists need a therapist. (laughs) Um, We all need a safe space to be able to process and to release certain things. And um, sometimes just to even get sound advice. So I think it's definitely necessary. I know it's frowned upon, but, you know, we need it. (laughs) And I really don't understand why it's frowned upon. I mean, as a doctor, I would not try to cut on myself if that's not my area of expertise and even if it was my area of expertise it doesn't seem like the brightest idea if I'm not in the apocalypse yes Um, (laughs) so (laughs) like I feel like that's a very archaic thing that needs to be extinct um especially given that we've been in a panorama for the past 500 years ma'am let me tell you something <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of doctors are are retiring because they can't they just can't yeah so yeah. can we consider that and mental health is so important because it, you can't see it but mm-hmm. it's 
helping you function throughout your day. And if you don't yeah. have the executive functioning skills, you're not going to make proper choices. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah, let's stop frowning upon counselors going to counseling and just get yourself a counselor mm-hmm. so you can really take care of yourself and others. Amen to that. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Um, so when you are not fighting crime, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what do you do for fun? Um, well, like you said, we've been in the Panamera. (laughs) (laughs) We, um, in Panama or whatever. Um, but when the world was open, I love to travel. Mm -hmm. Um, I just want to see other people dirt and, you know, breathe some different air (laughs) every now and again. Um, I also have family, uh, down south, so I love to see my family. Um, I'm... I'm like a extroverted introvert. Like I need to recharge after a while, but I love to have fun. And when I'm out, I'm gonna kick it. And that ain't even like, I drink water, honey. This ain't even talk about being turned up. Like I will karaoke with some Sprite in my hand. You know what I'm saying? I just like to have fun. I want to live. I want to experience different things. So I love to travel and just find new stuff because life is short and shoot, I want to see Greece too. <laughs> Okay, everybody going to Greece. I want to go to Greece. Here's some advice. Here's some advice that I got from somebody that went to Greece. Uh Okay. If a man pulls a peach out of Uh his book bag on the Uh plane and hands it to you, Uh eat the peach. Okay. That was the advice. I was like, so you're just taking and eating (laughs) random Random peaches. You're like, you got to be careful, honey. She was, oh, like, she was like, this is the juiciest peach I ever had. And I was like, we in a panorama. I, I could have died so many times if I'm going to die. <laughs> listen, I love, listen, this said YOLO. And you know what? I am not mad at it. So. Take the random peach. <laughs> right. We're on the plane from Greece. Take the random peach. <laughs> oh, God. That is too funny. Hey, I'm gonna put that in my back pocket. That is funny. Like, I want to go to Greece. <laughs> right here with these colorful dresses and listen. I'm trying to be out there too. <laughs> I'm trying to colorful dress it up. Right. <laughs> listen. Okay. Now, last question, and it might have. I don't know. You could have already answered this question, but we we we're gonna ask it anyway. When um, you are not pouring out into others, who do you allow yourself to receive from? Um, I've recently got to a place where not that I'm even more trusting, but I but that I do recognize that God can use anybody. So depending on what it is that I'm facing at the time, you know, just those in my circle, those close to me. Um, you know, people who I see with an encouraging word um, on social media or just whatever, you know, I just branch out in different ways. I think that um, that is healthy. We're taught to, you know, you can't trust nobody. And as a girl, you know, I don't deal with females or, you know, you're supposed to what stays in your, what goes on in your house, stays in your house and all of that foolishness, but you rotten in the inside. <laughs> so, mm. 
I have learned, you know, depending on what it is, again, I'm not saying I'm out here just like, you know, spreading all of my business, but just to be receptive to those around me. Um, because I've received healing words from people that I never would have expected, but I also wouldn't have let them in if I kept that same mentality of, you know, don't tell nobody what's going on or was, you know, if you need help, you know, figure it out. No, I need help. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, depending on what I'm seeing and I, and I'm very intentional about, you know, who I have contact with and what I'm feeding myself. So it's not like I, I got to sift through it. Like, no, I'm very mindful of what I'm surrounded by. So even when I do need to branch out, it's good resources. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I said that was the last question, but I lied on the accident because <laughs> you brought up something really good. And that was the topic of trust and trusting mm-hmm. your community and be, even being open open enough to share with your community. I know that um, for a while, vulnerability was something that I struggled with Mm -hmm. until I didn't anymore. (laughs) And um, can we talk about like how you've used vulnerability as your superpower? Man, (laughs) Um, (laughs) vulnerability as my superpower. So one way, and this is bringing spirituality back into it, but one way that God heals me is he always sends somebody who need my help. This sounds weird because it's like, I'm depleted. How am I going to help somebody else? But as soon as I feel like I'm about to jump the boat and just go do whatever, or I'm just going to cave, he like, well, here's somebody who needs to glean from you. And so then it puts me in a position to share intimate things about myself that I probably wouldn't share, you know, before. And in that process, when I look up, I'm healed and they healed. And now we hold hands going along. So um, vulnerability, it's, um, it's, it's been a blessing to me. Um, it's helped me to heal from my miscarriage because we don't talk about that. We don't talk about those kind of things. We just kind of, you know, keep it pushing. But I wasn't living. I was just, you know waking up every day, going through the motions. And I was like, you know, empty on the inside. And it was like, nobody could really understand what I had been through and, or they may have gone through the similar thing, but we didn't talk about it. So it was like, okay, well, let me put myself out here, you know, at, at an urging that I felt within myself, like, okay, now is the time to begin to speak on these things and uncover them so other people can feel comfortable, but also so I can heal. So vulnerability has really been a blessing even though it gets a bad rap (laughs) um just being transparent and honest and open has brought me more healing and happiness than I ever could have imagined so I'm grateful for vulnerability is it fun no No. nobody wants to get a business (laughs) but at at certain times it's necessary because that the things that we keep covered is what just cause us to just wallow and just not be in a good place so yeah yeah it, oh my gosh I'm so I'm so grateful that you decided to have this conversation with me I'm so grateful to have you here and to share you with this community y'all I, I I've been sharing Liz with y'all if y'all follow me on Instagram I've been sharing her for years it's time for y'all to like really tap into what she has coming for y'all and yes. get this healing because we need it especially since you know it's whatever year it is and we still living like this so Liz how can the people find you 
Listen, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, it's French because I do have clients, <laughs> but it's Gemma Pell Liz. So if you stumble across that and you see a um, emoji of a dark-skinned girl with a short haircut, that's me. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just be out here somewhere, everywhere and nowhere at the same time. <laughs> Ninja. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well... Uh, thank you again for being here and taking this time to share with the community. Yeah. Until next time, y'all, remember, we are all bald-headed under our hair, so keep minding your bald-headed business. Namaste. Since this recording, Liz has graduated with her master's in counseling and passed her national counseling examination. So Liz is now a licensed practicing counselor. Get in touch with Liz on Instagram and Facebook at Liz. And until next time, remember, we are all ball-headed under our hair. So keep minding your ball-headed business. Namaste. Namaste.